This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. You guys, I have to... S- I have to stop the podcast right now. We have to deal with this. Unji just told me she's in a food coma. And I was like, okay, that happens. I understand. We all eat barbecue sometimes before a podcast. And then I asked her, what did you eat? Unji, tell the audience what you, exactly what you told me. Don't, don't fucking lie or try to make this better for you. I need you to tell, me exa- tell them exactly what you said. I said I had a salad. Uh-huh. And three hard-boiled eggs. That's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard in my life. First of all, one hard-boiled egg is enough to make me throw up. Just thinking about it, not watching someone eat. You ate three of them back to back to back. Yeah, like one after another, like slowly, oh, like the way God. that you like eat an onion. No, wasn't your your mouth must have been so dry? Yes, I have to, from that I have the, chalky yolk. Yeah, I have the salad there for juice. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! Don't okay. When and whenever I eat eggs yeah. like that, yeah. whole eggs. Yeah. I eat it like an apple I, that I, I dip in the salt. <laughs> what? <laughs> you eat it like an apple? Like I eat it like, like you cut it into? No, I do um, not cut it. I eat it six pieces. <laughs> no, I eat it like like you would eat an apple, like around the core. I just like bite into. Oh, it. around the core. Yeah. Oh my god. Yuck! <laughs> I like eggs. I really like eggs. You're one of my. You're one of the best friends in my entire world. But that has. I need to like. I need to think about my priorities. Actually, I have gross. Like people I don't out. understand how I could be your friend right now. <laughs> I have gross that people is, out before with it because I just like okay, eggs. Okay, tell me that. Why do you think that grosses people out? Because do you understand why that is? I I always thought it was. Or are of the you shape? just like what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, because eggs are delicious. <laughs> It's like, I don't, like to me, like eggs and watermelon are the same. It's like you can never have too much of either one. I, I no, am, that's not true. You can have too many eggs. I, that is disgusting. I, 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 okay. I've, I've, I've fully had six eggs before in a day. Just hard boiled. <laughs> Yuck. That's half of an entire carton of eggs. Hard boiled eggs. That is, were they at least deviled? No. Oh, God. I don't like that. I like a classic egg. There are listeners who love and respect you and now found out this thing about you and you have shattered their entire world. I, I like eggs. I'll eat. I like things like I do like gross things like that, though. Like, I'll just eat like that. Like, I've taken one thing, one thing and like and yeah. totally. And it's just like I like to eat it slow. I like to eat it truly like. And the thing is. However you think it's gross, however gross you are imagining me eating it, that's exactly how I eat it. Like, I eat it gross. I went to the fucking spa with you. Yeah. And we ordered the kyoran. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, what is it called? Um, it's not kyoran chim, but whatever. The fucking hard-boiled eggs and you crack and you, yeah. there's a little bit of salt. Yeah. I remember you eating one egg. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, we have to stop doing this podcast. <laughs> I mean, I've I like I've taken like three in like a little container before, and people have been like freaked out by it. Yeah, yeah. Again, three eggs is just too many eggs. One is not like one is like a snack. 
Two is like. One is like breakfast, right? You get like a fried egg on your sandwich or whatever. Just and one that's egg? Your, amongst other things, there's bread, there's vegetable items, maybe a hash. Yeah, I mean. You know, you fucking put the whole thing together. You're not eating one. You sit there and just eat the egg. Yeah, I just eat one egg. Egg for me is like a compliment to something. Yeah, I, I like. I, I honor I can, the egg. I honor the egg. incredible. That's like you saying I. I oh I okay. That's like me saying I love French fries, and you're like oh I hard boil potatoes and just eat them like an apple around the core. That's fucking weird. I like that too. <laughs> <laughs> I just like dipping stuff in salt because you know what it is. I like eating salt. So it's, oh, me too. Yeah, so I love salt. That's why, like, I like eating eggs like that because I just get to. Let dip me in ask salt. you this: the you know the salt that kind of pinkish salt that comes with um, Himalayan uh, sundae. Yeah, Himalayan. Oh no, that's sundae! Himalayan you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, it's different. The sundae salt. Yeah. What is that salt? Because it's the saltiest salt in the entire world. Sunde salt, right? I, I, because I the imagine. tiniest bit of sunde salt yeah. goes, it'll blow your palate out. And it's like flakier. It's uh, it's some kind of like special salt. It's not like iodized Morton no. table salt. No. You know, or kosher sea no, salt no, or no, something. No, no. It's some kind of crazy salt. Because it's not Himalayan. Because that's expensive. Like, I can't imagine they would give that out. I can't even yeah. Koreans are using... Yeah. <laughs> Pink Himalayan salt. <laughs> Maybe like a bougie in Korea. Maybe. Maybe. Like in Seoul. Maybe. Like there's like a Michelin star restaurant or sure, something. Sure, but sure. like that seems egregious to be using. <laughs> it's as egregious salt. as eating three eggs, apparently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys, can you comment please on the wherever you are, Patreon or Instagram or wherever you connect with us? Can you just, we need to take a poll. This is, can you just answer the question, is eating three hard-boiled eggs in one sitting as a lunch item, not a punishment, disgusting or not? I just need to know. <laughs> I, it's like, I don't know. I, I know it's gross, but I, also, I, I like it. I like also eating just potatoes, like a hard-boiled, like a boiled potato that I could just potato. dip. Insult, Dip. I also am good with. You're just looking for any vessel to mm. bring salt into your body. Yeah, Majo. Like, that's like, <laughs> I like that. Especially if it's round. <laughs> well, the reason why maybe I'm freaking out so much about you eating like this is because <laughs> eggs, I went, so you know I went to the doctor, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got new, did I talk about in this podcast about WGA insurance? We've, I think we've constantly talked about it. <laughs> I've been smoking a lot more weed lately. So um, But the last time you I, hadn't been to the actual doctor I haven't been to <clears throat> uh, The doctors in a while Because I was A struggling artist mm -hmm. I still am but now I have WJ insurance Yes And WJ for those people who don't know It's a guild for uh, writers Yes uh, screenwriters, TV writers. It is a strong guild. And strong. strong. They texted me, "Welcome. Can can we yes. answer any questions?" Yes. And I'm like, "What the fuck? I have never heard from SAG until it's time to pay the dues." I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, remember when <laughs> in SAG the is the Screen Actors Guild? Guild. I mean, I'm telling you, because uh, I know about Guild only from the Lollipop, 
guild. And I knew from that time <laughs> how strong, because the WGA insurance is so good. If any of you guys have ever watched Joan Didion documentary, highly recommend. Mm. But in the fucking documentary, they talk about the WGA insurance. And that's the reason why. In what way? In hushed, revered tones. Literally, they interview <laughs> other people about how much they loved this fucking insurance and how Joe Didion and her husband would. That was the B story. Yes, of that it's truly. I mean, it was a crazy amount of time to it devote. It was guilt propaganda. Yes, but they talk about how they went out of their way to like either contribute to a movie, write one every couple of years, yeah. so they could continue to be eligible for the insurance. Stay on this. Okay, so that is yeah that. I guess like any um, <clears throat> insurance you get through work, yes. you have to continue to do the work yes. and be gainfully employed to Correct. get said benefits. So that makes sense um, why she had to do that. And that is very cool yes. that, you know, that that is something that I have. Yes. And I feel very lucky. Let me say I told my boyfriend I went to six doctors last week. I went to the eye doctor. I almost said tooth doctor, which is called a dentist. <laughs> I went to the sleep doctor um, for my sleep apnea. Yeah, I what scheduled happened with my that? sleep test in a lab. Oh my god! I'm going to a sleep test. Do you have Notes to go there overnight? On my face and everything. Do you have to go overnight. 10 p.m. is my call. Yeah, I there were like eight, nine, or ten. I was like, get me there the latest possible. I don't want to be there at eight and just. Do you hang brush your out. teeth there? I better like I'm not gonna go to sleep stank mouthed. Yeah, you know, like not in front of <laughs> professors, <laughs> academics. <Yeah. laughs> they said I get a queen bed, um, and a TV cool. with cable. Oh, I'm hoping it's premium cable and I'm not just watching the USA Network. No shade, USA. I would love to be on your network sometimes. Yes, but all my favorite shows are <laughs> you know, on I'm USA. Just, <laughs> yeah, I want to catch up on like HBO. <laughs> I know you love Psych. Yes. You love Mo Monk. I love Suits. Like I <laughs> some of them, some of these might be TBS yeah. or one of the other ones. <clears throat> so you get. Isn't cable? it funny that there's like premium cable and then there's like. I mean, but this is a throwback. Cable. It's a throwback to just have a cable inside of this room. But cable, I get it. It's, TV, yes. yeah. But whatever. Hospitals still have. They're basically saying yeah. like, don't bring your laptop because you're we're not we don't have Wi-Fi. Oh. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Tragedy. So, okay. Yeah. I truly, truly tragic. Yeah. Um, and I also saw my PCP, which is my primary yes. care physician. I was supposed to see him, but last week, but um, I couldn't uh, make the appointment. So I had to redo the appointment. And I saw another doctor, a Chinese doctor that I really liked. He was no nonsense. Yes. He was like, this is why this happens, and this is what what this is. Oh, I, and uh, any of you, if you've ever been to an Asian doctor, it's like truly the best. It's it the is best. no nonsense, straight to the gut. Yes, you're fat. Yes, and you need to lose weight. Yes, it's no, but it's like it's truly I'm the like, way that your okay. parents, it's the way that your parents talk to you, but without the uh -huh. emotional stakes. Zero. I'm not that our parents had it anyway, yeah. but for the doctor, it's like I'm charging for this. Yeah. And you welcome so he's it. getting off. But it's a, it's yes, a, it's a exactly. no nonsense. It's like it's, it's somehow like it's it the resonates. Place, it you. should be clinical yes. as possible, yes. right? Like yes, loved him. And then, um, you know, I, you guys know, Unji, you know, I've been on this mental health journey, mm -hmm. um, trying everything under the sun except, um, you know, talking to an actual therapist, <laughs> right. which or any type of drugs. Yes. 
I even started tarot. That's how bad it got. You know what I mean? I started like looking at playing cards. <laughs> you're looking for spiritual guidance. I mean, you you went from spiritual guidance. Yeah, you went from yeah. inside all the way from tip tippy toes, tippy to- toes, yeah. tippy top to tippy toes. I did the psychedelics. Yeah. You know the navel gazing, the writing a TV show. Yeah. Like I did everything possible besides get help. Yeah. And <laughs> a lot of the reason is, um, you know, back in 2009, when I started comedy, mm-hmm. I listened to WTF a lot. It's yeah. podcast, premier comedy podcast. Yes. And it's not just comedy. It's just cultural. At this point, yes. At this point, he interviewed Obama. Yes. Right. So he, um, <clears throat> when I started listening to him, it was before he was medicated and he was, you know, very neurotic and angry, which is why I attached to his voice. Yes. Because I was very angry Mm -hmm. and neurotic. Yes. And I, you know, he started talking about his mental health in 2009. Yes. Okay. Mental health and this and that and saying like, I'm afraid to take these drugs Mm -hmm. because I don't want my edge mellowed out. Blunted. Yes. Yes. Because my edge is my comedy is why it's a huge. Blah, it's, a, blah, blah. it's a huge fear that often happens with huge most, fear with most creatives. Most creatives. Yeah. And that's been my fear as well because that's part of the imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Is again every other reason that you are succeeding except for you are good. Right. Right. Yeah. You'll even. You'll even say it's luck mm-hmm. or, um, you know, call it candle magic on the new moon. So, you know what I mean? Like you'll <laughs> attribute your worth or your success or anything positive upon anything else but self because you have no sense of self-worth. Yes. You don't know how to how to look at it. You know, you don't know how to activate it. And almost being 40 years old, I now have come to a point where I was like, okay, I've stabbed at the self-worth a thousand different ways. Yes. It is dead. It's dead. (laughs) (laughs) On arrival. No, but I've poked at it and Mm -hmm. I've stabbed at it and I'm like, how do I approach it? What's my way in? Yeah. And I just did not have a way into it because I kept doing everything else but seeking help. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a huge issue just even within the Asian American community. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. And you guys know f- for months now, I've been on a wait, two wait, a wait list for two Korean therapists. Yes. Female. And these are things that I, boundaries that I created f- for myself. Um, but also clearly knowing that those boundaries will further delay the help that I need. Perhaps intentional? Perhaps. Okay. Probably. Probably. Yeah. So, you know, after Atlanta, post-awakening, we were talking about drawing boundaries and saying no and, like, really, like, having a sense of self-worth and, you know, declaring what you need and what you want from people. 
<sighs> so I decided to walk the walk and went to finally saw my real PCP. Uh-huh. Who I did um choose because of his profile picture. Uh-huh. Hot. Okay. Um Italian man. Okay. <laughs> beautiful long locks. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very like, do you remember that guy um on Friends, that hot guy who dated Rachel yes. in the beginning. Yes. And he was so good at sex. Yes. And Ross was so like um angry and jealous. Yes. Imagine what was his name? Him. Pa- Paolo. Pa- Paolo, yeah. Paolo. <clears throat> Paolo vibes. Oh wow. And it's yeah, so I was like, okay, if I it's if my PCP is gonna be anyone, it's gonna be this guy. Yeah, of course. You know, at least if I'm like getting bad news, I could be aroused. Yeah, that's so, like too arousing. I, I don't know. I would that would be too distracting. Okay, go on. But you're braver than I, so go on. <laughs> I'm here for the story. Yeah. So I I finally go, I finally make an appointment again with him saying, Hey, I really need to see you. I'm feeling very anxious. I'm on this wait list. I'm they put me on their behavioral health, whatever. Like basically I'm set up for a twelve week therapy session okay. with like an interim therapist. Mm-hmm. While I wait for these two Korean ladies. <laughs> so I'm doing the work. I'm going after it. I'm going, okay, okay. I got to do something. I got to do something. Yeah. So I, but the, my first therapy session is, it's not till mid-May because everyone's fucking booked up. I Apparently mean, every, people everyone. are anxious. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Truly. Everywhere. Yes. Everyone's having difficulty getting in. Yeah. So I, um. I I decided to book another thing with my PCP now that I have this insurance, which I told my boyfriend I feel like I'm abusing quotes, and he looked at me and with the saddest look, and he was like, "The fact that you think basic healthcare <laughs> given to you is a you abusing them, there's something wrong here." And I was like. <laughs> Fuck. But when you texted me, Fuck. you texted me and I was like, lol, you are abusing it. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you get it for all your worth. Get it for all it's all it's worth. Like, oh God, we're both so fucked up. Like, we're both so <laughs> fucked up. We're looking at this entirely backwards. Yes. And, you know, because we're so used to a fucking traumatizing system that tells us never to seek help yes physically or mentally mm-hmm. i mean know, all this like all... self-worth thing is like constant like you do have to be vigilant about it because like even in this instance yeah. that is uh, that is a scenario in which a good sense of self-worth would have made us not see this as abuse seen right. it as a fundamental like... i deserve this <laughs> I mean, yeah, so exactly. The deserving of healthcare <laughs> and care of health yourself, yes. your your basic existence and your mental health, your basic thoughts, yeah, are for me completely unprotected in my mind, I, and it ought to be, yeah, because I don't deserve to be, you know, and that's really a shock to the system. So I've been really going at it now that I have this insurance and I literally pay. I mean, like, it's stupid how good this insurance is. Yes. But this is what everyone should have. Yeah. To be able to just call my doctor because I want to. Yeah. <laughs> this is everyone deserves this. So I call my doctor, the hottie. Mm-hmm. And I um, and I go and I want to talk about anxiety. Yeah. And he, he walks in the door. Shirt open? 
I didn't even know he was wearing a shirt. It was so tight. I thought it was just skin. Uh, <laughs> it was. <laughs> when I tell you this man. I'm like giggling at the idea. <laughs> he was. It was. Everybody else is in a lab coat. Yeah. He walks in in the tightest knit short sleeve shirt. So his arms are bulging. bulging. Yeah. Knit. The tightest chinos I've ever seen. Flat front, but you couldn't tell. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was too much. Yeah. And he was clearly gay. Yeah. I did not know he was gay from before. Now I'm like even more yes. like, oh God, this is great. A gay doctor. Yes. Phew. Wow. You know, I could talk to him openly. Yes. About anything. Yes. And um, he was really nice and kind and really took me through um, my anxiety and told me um, that he wanted me to try um, this drug. Yeah. An SNRI. Okay. Uh, selective norepinephrine reuptake inhibitor. Okay. So different than like your Lexapro's Prozac. Yes. <clears throat> which is a S serotonin. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, all this to say, he diagnosed me. He's not a psych, he, but he is a hot physician. Yeah. And he, <laughs> and he, <laughs> he told me um, he wants me to try a low dosage of Effexor XR. Mm -hmm. uh, I forget what the generic name is. Venlexafin or something like that. Um, so I'm on day five. How do you feel? I don't feel anything, which I uh, am told is normal. Yeah. Like it takes about two to three weeks for onset. It's true. Um, I will say the basic placebo of getting help, uh, actively taking pill, shoving in mouth, gulping water down. <laughs> <laughs> These actions. Yeah. Of self-care yes. and healing yes. or whatever the fuck this is, um, relief is uh, already working. Oh, of course. How do I know? Anecdotally yeah. is the other day I got an email that I have been waiting for, by the way. Okay. I'm expecting said email. Okay. And even at when I saw an expected email, um, my first response is, oh, God. Okay. Dread. Yeah. Fuck. I, I, they, I have, I, something is needed of me. And this dread is usually paired with pit and stomach. Yes. And this general sense of tight throated pit and stomach. Yes. Anxiety, panic, doom and doom, dread, yeah. chaos, yeah. Catastro catastrophic thinking. Yeah all trauma-based reactions. And I'm, uh, I thought that's just how my body was. Right. I did not think that was abnormal. Sure. I just thought, okay, that's what happens. When you get an email. When I get, <laughs> 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 when you get an email, your phone rings. Yeah. I'm going to get a, a text. text. Yeah. Anything, yes. any kind of thing that I am needed, mm -hmm. I am meeting with dread mm -hmm. and uh, a fire to uh, 
to uh, produce or perform. Yeah, and any expectations. Expectations. Yes. yes, exactly. That's what it is. Yesterday, I got an email. Mm-hmm. And I'm being very analytical about what's going on in my brain and my body because I'm doing the thing. Yes. First thought, oh, God. Second thought, yeah. where's that pit? So the pit's gone. No pit. What's no there? Pit. Just a sidewalk? pitless. What's that? Empty. Void? Just, no, not void. Covered. Grass? Pavement. Bits of grass. Pavement. pavement, cracked pavement with grass growing out of cracks. That's where the sidewalk ends. Maybe a dandelion. Ends. Yeah, where the sidewalk <laughs> ends. Yeah, yeah, I see. I see. Yeah. There's finally a light in my attic. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. (laughs) For the shellheads. Hey, shellheads out there. What's up, my shellheads? What's up, Silverstinians? Y'all ready to run? (laughs) So, wait, so there's no pit, and then? The pit is gone. And then were you able to meet the email with relative? Okay. Yes. Yes. I was able to go, okay, there's an email. I have been waiting for this email. Now this is the email. And now I respond to the email. Yeah. I don't know, but it's not, it it was once I realized. Okay. But every other, all the time is continues to be pit. I think I'm like 70, 30, no pit to pit. Okay. The pit is like noticeably gone. Which is very nice. Yes. Is that what that's, you want? Is that it? That's it, right? That's all. I never knew I couldn't live without. I didn't know I could live without pit. Pitless. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, it's true. I mean, I remember the first time I had an olive without a pit. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just somebody stuffed with blue cheese now. <laughs> I mean, it's. Is that the goal, though? Is that sort of where... Is that enough? I don't know what the goal was. The goal was I need help. Yes. But I didn't realize that's what was part of the help. The pit. Okay. It's the the feeling of pit, dread, all that stuff was so internalized mm-hmm. that I didn't realize I existed. There was a way to be without it. Yes. I would say that as someone who's gone both, been on an extensive number of drugs. <laughs> like Shout out. Shout out to 2010 <laughs> through 2016. Um, no, actually 2000, I would say from 2000 to 2010, I have been on every single drug that was available on the market. Um, so I would say that the physiological response that you have to anxiety or depression. And that I'm including is racing thoughts, right? Yes. Which doesn't feel like a physiological thing, but when you are experiencing it, it when you if you're experiencing it and you're listening to my voice, you know how intimately it is a physiological response. Mm-hmm. There is simply no way to sort of it feels like a, a physical wave overcoming right. you. Yes. Um it's oppressive, right? So any sort of physiological response that your body has to anxiety or like these things 
with drugs can usually be in some way addressed that's what they're trying to do but the other shit that's incredible it is incredible but the other shit that's incredible the other shit though remains (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah the actual root of the issue remains yes that's what i'm trying to talk out yeah or you know figure out through meditation therapy hopefully with someone new yeah soon and um Honestly, this podcast, even having a space for us to talk and process what the fuck is happening in our country slash our lives, yeah, it, it is this is really necessary for yes, me. It you know, really and is. to know that people, other people, understand us and feel us mm-hmm. because you know oppression in all its forms, currently white supremacy, also always white supremacy. Is designed to make us feel so alone. It feels yeah. like the, the metaphor of LA, how everyone's so spread out yeah. here, and life is like life's good. It's sunny. It's great. But you're so alone. You feel like completely isolated from everyone. I mean, abject loneliness is like such an inherent condition of like human existence. <laughs> like, I mean, and that's the thing is like learning to cope with it. I would say even with drugs and stuff, like your physiological response. Like, I got off of drugs because I feel like my body learned that yeah. that is not a response that <clears throat> I need to have. It's severed. Yes, yeah, severed. Oh, that's great. That's I can't wait it. to get there. So I mean I mean I still yeah. have it sometimes, you know? It's like mm-hmm. something that I'm very mindful of. But you do manage the goal of most psychiatry and most therapy is for it to end. Yeah. <laughs> like, All therapy, physical yeah. or mental. Yes. Mental. Mental. Mental <laughs> therapy. Okay, me- I would get off the cool cigarettes. <laughs> Oh my god! Every time I see a Newport, I'm just like, oh, never take oh, me back to my a specific- drool. Yeah, a Newport light. Ugh. Oh, that like fiberglassy, like dinky yes. taste. Yeah, uh, ooh, it's I good. love a Newport. It's so good. God, I miss cigarettes. It does. I, I mean, I, I just really, but, but there is something about that. Like, there's something that the even the realization you just had, Peter, that you don't need to have that feeling, is revelatory. That's right. Yeah. And I am embarrassed that it has taken me this long. I started questioning that pit feeling back in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And I never addressed it. Wow. So this is goes back to the WTF thing? Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Exactly. It's taken me. And that's why I'm sharing this right now because everyone has their own journey to to self-worth self-love yes you know like will we ever get to actual self-love hopefully one day yeah but it's got to start with self-respect and you know as comics we're and just poc gays whatever everyone we're allowed we're always told like that a if you lower your self-worth, you'll be safe. Yes. That as long as you're especially comedians. Yes. Especially if you're kind of like if you debase yourself. Yeah. If you are self-effacing. Yes. And the thing is, even if you appear to do that, you should not actually do that. Right. You, know? you should have absolute control over the doing of it. Yes. I'll tell you a story. Yesterday I met with um 
I don't care. I'll say it. I met with Warner Brothers TV. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Their comedy development I did not team. mean for that to come off so golly. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah. I thought you were being facetious. I know. For a second, I, I started off that way, and then it became earnest at the end. That's why it sounded like that. <laughs> that arc was odd. Yes, I, I do apologize <laughs> and recognize. Sorry. Phil, can you change that out? Whoa! Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, do not edit at all. We need everyone to see who she is, this three-egg-eating monster. Whoa! 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 Aggie. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I had a meeting so with yeah. Warner Brothers yesterday. It's general meeting just to be like, hey, what's up? This is me. Um, and one person came late and they were like, oh, uh, like 10 minutes late or something mm. like that. And they were all um, like coming from another meeting or whatever. Okay. And we're having a good time laughing. She comes in and um, I go... Oh, hey, Alex, uh, we started the meeting without you. And she's like, oh, sorry, I'm late. Blah, blah. I was like, oh, um, could you tell everyone why you're late? <laughs> People, my <laughs> mouth is open so wide. Peter! As a joke, as a joke. I was like, um, no, and then she goes, oh, well, I was on the phone with my boss and... Um, you know, it was running late and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm totally kidding. I, I'm absolutely joking. You do not have to, you know. Um, but I think it turned out that she was like the boss. <laughs> <laughs> not that it would matter, like, if she was the boss or not the boss. But, like, it just, like, rang to me at the end that, like, oh, okay, of this group, you're the leader of the group. Okay, cool. <laughs> and I felt... Oh, my God. <laughs> at first, I felt a little bad because I was like, oh, I, I wish I... I hope I didn't embarrass her in front of her employees or her, like, staff. Right. You know, because that's like, you don't want that. Um, but also, I was like, you know what? Who cares? Like, it was a joke. Yeah. Why am I overthinking this? It's true. You know, like, yeah, so... Anyway, the reason why I even said that was like that self-worth thing, like I'm, I'm trying to really like sit in it and not, and yeah, you're right. It's a practice. Yeah. And these meetings like with big studios is the perfect time to try out these things because <laughs> it means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. And, you know, it's a lot of meetings are a lot of like just spending time so that you can like be in front of, you know, it's like networking basically. So like, um, why not try it out? So that's your homework for the week is <laughs> if you're ever in a networking situation, try to have a little self-worth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I will say that, you know, we've been talking a lot about self-worth and self-love and like just now I was thinking about it and like I think the way that we are articulating it is very much in 2021 terms and context, like using these words about self at the center. Um, mm. But I think like ultimately what we're describing is not just self-love, but like <sighs> love, 
right? Love mm. and worth, like larger ideas about that stuff that like all of, because like kind of what you got to, Peter, which was like, this doesn't matter. And my space is just as important as their space. Yes. So I'm going to be unafraid. Yes. That's really what it is. It's not about you promoting and being selfish, Mm-mm. right? It is about. It's taking up your space. Yes. And with understanding like the space and exact amount of space that you occupy, being very brutally honest about it and mm-hmm. seeing that nothing is above or below you. No. Like, you know, Never. it's very Buddhist, very Zen. Oh, I like that. Because that is really what that sort of, if you've ever seen like a real like Buddhist monk in action, they move with such deliberateness and intention because they know that. Because they, I, Let me tell you, yeah. my parents hung out with a Buddhist monk uh-huh. who smoked and drank and gambled with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, was, he, he had the fil- filthiest mouth yeah. in the world. Yeah. I was like, what is happening mm-hmm. here? <laughs> my grandmother was the same, very devout Buddhist. Um, wow. Gambled, drank, smoked. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, but so we went to um, the temp- like the temple and I just remember those monks and it was just like, yeah, it was not like, it's not a humorless existence. Mm-mm. It's incredibly purpose driven and yeah. um, intention filled. And it's sort of like what I think when we talk in these like 2021 <laughs> terms, what we're getting to ultimately. You know, yeah. and it's a, even even in, inside of Christianity, they talk about this shit. You know, when you talk about like, that's why you're supposed to center God. It's like this and like all these mm-hmm. other things don't matter. And, you know, love, blah, 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 all that yeah. bullshit. You know, it's kind of getting to the same idea. Um, it is love. Yes, it's God love. is love. Yes. Yeah. And capitalism it's, and these like sort of hierarchies that we create is the antithesis of yeah. that. Because it creates jealousy, yes. hate, big pettiness. Status. Yeah. Yeah. Division. Mm-hmm. You're right. It's it's interesting that we needed humanity till today still needs a a system, an objective or whatever subjective system to base love out of. Because it's scary. Life is that hard. Yeah, because yeah, it's scary. <laughs> Life yeah. is that hard that you can't love without. No having it completely explained in a dogma for you. It's true. Because chaotic. Shit is chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, give me some, give me, give me like one. So, so what does that mean? How do we practice love amidst chaos? What does that mean? Maybe that means seeing a tooth doctor. Yes. You know, like that's your first step into love. Yes. Because I think at this point in our lives, we have to talk (laughs) against a lot of things about a lot of self-hate. So it's not coming from this pure space, you know? And so like even giving yourself permission to go to the tooth doctor, you know, like I actively fight for me to go to the tooth doctor because I know my teeth are very rotten. I've I've had, (laughs) I have big, beautiful teeth, but they're- You have big, straight teeth. Straight teeth, it's true. But I have had over 25 cavities. Oh my god. Like multiple cavities. Do we I'm even just, have 25 teeth? No, I've had multiple cavities. Like this filling gets on a the cavity. same teeth. Yes. Oh my god. Root canals, bitch. Like root canal wow. on root canal. <laughs> I've like, had a root canal. Yeah, I've had several. Yeah. Uh, wow. <laughs> yes. 
It's almost like that mouth doesn't want teeth. <laughs> Get it out of here. <laughs> It's Your true. body's actively like this bitch doesn't need she, to talk. Her mouth is too big and there's too many teeth. We gotta shut it down. This part of the mouth has to shut down. That is so funny. It's probably why I, I like eggs so much. Smallest mouth with the most crooked teeth, and I've had one root canal. Wow, and no cavities. And that was no cavities. <gasps> And the root canal was from like a crack that happened and I had to like get it, whatever, like things went inside or whatever. But yeah, I, I think teeth are one of those things that it's like super genetic. Yes. Eric flosses his teeth every night. Okay. I never floss. He flosses every night. Every time he goes to the dentist, they're like, are you flossing? Something's going on. Are you brushing? And he's like, I, that's all I do they ask is him brush. If he's brushing. <laughs> I eat around brushing <laughs> and I don't like, I'll go a month without brushing my teeth and I go to the tooth doctor and he's like, these look great. <laughs> a little plaque buildup, but we could clean that right out. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it is, it is one of those like super genetic things that like you either lucked out or you didn't Ugh. like eyesight. Yeah. I mean, I have really bad eyes too. Yeah. I mean, like, I got it. I'm literally blind in one eye. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, just like making that choice for yourself, like intentionally being like, yes, I know that this is bad. I know that I'm never supposed to complain. I know that I'm never supposed to like go to a doctor unless something's really bad. But knowing this, mm. I mean, I would say in the last like three years for myself specifically, like I've been in spite of my self-hate and my self-talk. I just mm. go because it's like I for mm. me in my mind these simply these acts themselves the task themselves mm. the act of doing it it's a faking it till I'm making it sort of situation where I'm like I'll yeah, just yeah. do it I just I know I don't fucking care I know that I'm never flossing my teeth because like whatever you know I'm not worth it or whatever you know I don't care that my <laughs> own breath smells bad even though it's I've eaten three eggs every day <laughs> you know I, I just I just eat and I'll just smell my own stinky breath I know I know it's bad but I'm still going now. And I started doing it and just, I will say that it's sometimes, let's not question the path there. Let's just, yeah. let's just be grateful that we've gotten to the destination. The destination has been achieved. Yeah. And so that's where I've gotten in the last three years, certainly. Like just kind of being like, no, I'm gonna start doing this. I'm gonna make this a priority. I'm gonna start working out. I'm gonna start doing this, even though I continue to have all the negative self-talk, but it mm -hmm. has started to turn around. I mean, it's sort of like the medication even. Like when you cut that physical, physiological reaction, that connection yeah. to your negative self-talk and what it does to your body. Yeah. Just something like, You know, yeah. that's interesting that you say that, the severing the connection, because as you talk, as we like joked about cool and Newport cigarettes, yeah. it brought me back to when I started smoking cigarettes at 13. Yeah. And I was smoking like a pack a day. Oh yeah, for sure. Just like on the train station, oh, yeah. you know, just like anywhere I could smoke. Yeah, because it was so exciting. And yeah, my doctor was like, how long have you been smoking? I was like, this many years. And he goes, whoa, okay. Well, how long have you stopped? I was like, this many years. Yeah. And he was like, well, if you stopped the same time you have smoked, it's like you never smoked. Your lungs will heal back. Whoa. And I was like, oh, I never knew that. So um, anyway, that just... Basically, I'm trying to layer that on top of the fact that 
the drug, taking the effects or taking the antidepressant. By the way, this is an antidepressant that is supposed to target my general anxiety disorder mm-hmm. and kind of like shrink it. Yes. Yeah. So um, it's like anyway, an off-label, like large that. thing. It's like a lot of SSRIs and some like there's a. I mean, for example, a lot of epilepsy drugs are used to mm. stabilize moods. Like there's a lot of like larger mm. things yeah. and like you know, yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. It's is it fixing the thing? Yeah, it's fixing the thing. Yeah. So um, so like you said, the taking a drug is like cutting the thing, mm-hmm. the pit reaction. Yes. I often think about. When I quit cigarettes, I've quit two times now, cold turkey, uh, one for five year stint. And then I was dating a guy that treated me badly and I went back on it. Yeah. And then after I started dating Eric, he was like, you really need to cut that out. And I was like, you're right. Yes. So I've quit now for like three years. <clears throat> and the smoking of the cigarette, I remember... I loving so much, Mm -hmm. but also completely aware and compartmentalizing the fact that I was punishing myself. Mm -hmm. It was self-flagellation. Yes. And there was was something I liked about that. Mm -hmm. I liked that, you know, because I felt unworthy or bad. Yes. That... I could continue to do that because I could push that button. Oh, yeah. It's the only button I knew. You know, I'm just like. Bah, 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 bah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. It's the reason why I, I still smoke. Quit, I, yeah. I know. Yeah. It. I absolutely know. Yeah. it, And that's why I don't ever judge people who smoke because yeah. I'm like, I know what the fuck you're yes. up against. It is. Um, it's like um, gambling or like that trigger when you get a like on. It's the dopamine mm-hmm. that like, it, you know, you're setting off that thing. You're going like this. I'm doing something. This feels good. You know, yes. like, yeah, yeah. It's getting you going. And I remember when I quit smoking and every time I do quit smoking, it is a mental thing. It's not really a physical addiction. It, it's like out of your body in 48 hours or something. But yes. like mentally, I'm breaking the cycle that I knew I was looking at from like 10 feet away going, oh, that's, I know that's bad. You know, I'm like finally getting to that. Wow. You know, so, and I'm, and, and at both times it's that. Yeah. And also this too, like when I went to physical therapy or when I'm doing this like WJ stuff, I'm like, okay, I understand that I'm in a cycle and I'm like begging to be broken out of it. I see. And I think if I fucking started therapy early, I would have been shown that earlier or like given steps towards that or guidance or whatever instead of spinning in fucking shame forever. But yeah. again, we're not judging the journey. Yeah. We're judging the, <laughs> the fact that we're yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. Not judging, I, mean, I mean, that's so interesting that you say that about the smoking. Because, you know, like when I think about myself, like from 10 feet away, seeing myself smoke, I still think of myself as looking so cool. Like I try to not smoke around children because I think that I will influence them to smoke because I know that I look cool. <laughs> You do look cool. Yeah. Smoking is cool. <laughs> being good to yourself is the nerdiest thing ever. Yes. That's why we don't like to do it. Yes. We like being bad. We like, we want to be bad. <laughs> I mean, it's like one of the, like, it is literally one of the few bad habits 
that yeah. I continue to indulge. I would say my egg, I guess my egg habit and, <laughs> <laughs> and smoking. <laughs> Oof. Boiled eggs, three of them. With a side salad and a cigarette to wash it down? Yes. Whoa. Damn, you are cool. <laughs> You're fucking creative. <laughs> That's like EGOT behavior, bitch. I love that. I'm only taking Get it you a Nobel Prize. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. You guys, we're back. We're I just back. have to give it up right now to Yunya Oh Jung. my God. Did you see this this week? I, it was so great. What a read. <sighs> what a... And she was not even reading. No. Yunya Jung is Ajuma of the Year. Yes. In my book. Yes. She is like We're giving them away. Ajuma we're giving them away in April. We're giving it away in April. We typically <laughs> hand out Ajuma of the Year in December, but we're giving December, it away. December, <laughs> but it's an early handout. <laughs> Yoon Jung, who played the harmony in Minari. Oh, my God. But she's scooping up awards left and right. Yeah. And this week, she scooped up an award from BAFTA, which is the British Actors Federation of Teaching Assistants. <laughs> Something like that. Anyway, she won Best Supporting Actress yes. for her role in Minari. And she did her speech. <laughs> and she was saying... She was so thankful to be recognized by British people yeah. who are known to be snobby people. <laughs> so that means a lot to her. <laughs> Brilliant! I, and, I mean, it's, it's so... The way she said it in Korean is not... Near, it's like the translation snobby is like kind of... Um, <clears throat> Like it has a different context, it, and also like her tone—it's different tonally, right? Like she didn't mean yeah. it as like a, but yes, just like that headline was just so funny, so funny, <laughs> so fucking funny. You hear everyone laughing yes. in the background, <laughs> the British people laughing. Like it was such a moment of joyful celebration yes. and a relaxation of buttholes. She knew her oh. worth. She did not see herself as above or below. She did not no. have reverence for this thing. It's the same thing when like Parasite won. And like, it was just like, there was no reverence. It's just like, this is just the award they're giving us. Yes. Like it's There's not no context for expectations. Right. The uh, amount of self-worth you should be putting on the scale yes. of whether you, you got award or not. Yes. It's nothing. It's just from it's, these people. They think it's that, marketing. Yeah, it's these. It's people what our industry made up so that they can say these are the people that are worth more than other people. Once again, capitalism. And that's it. It's just nonstop. And she knows it's it. Just, they know. She, she knows, knows it. it. She knows the BAFTA, word. bitch. No. Okay. If anything, the Oscars. Stop it. BAFTA. When did ever a mark uh, a movie say? Um, a starring BAFTA award winner <laughs> Nicole Kidman. Never. <laughs> Ain't nobody care about the BAFTA. Guarantee you, most of Twitter did not know BAFTA before Yunya Jung read them for film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just so joyful, you know, because it's like yeah, so it's, it's not self. It's not self serious, 
right yeah. there's just like this recognition i think because also everyone's in a fucking zoom box it's like let's get real Hello. here so there's like this lack of you know sort of pompacity and yes. like this she's just like yeah these british people from what i understand she also studied she was like the, historically they were they're kind of snobby and I would say she's right. Yeah, they're, she is right. She's right. That they're known for that. They're known Hoity for being uh, they're known for being ugly and being snooty. <laughs> no, you are losing all our British fans. This is why we will never tour the UK. Unji. No, they're no, but British people like that shit. They like to be read like that because they no. know. They know. I do not stand behind anything Unji <laughs> Kim says or have ever said in the 176 like episodes like, prior like, to this. They're like those. She like those has little, her opinions are her own. No, they're this like the men not. that show up and we want to be. They want to be with. They know what's up. They know why they're ugly. <laughs> How dare you? On the week that Prince, Prince Philip dies, you are wrong for that. Okay, I mean, yeah, not a man known for his beauty, so. No. <laughs> <laughs> True that. I have, um, you know, we've we've discussed this before. Mm-hmm. How what Unji thinks about the Brits and um, I'm just you know, saying um, she knew American whites are just <laughs> younger, new nuevo Brits. Yeah, and um, you know, so I do agree in a sense that like the British people maybe. The bloodline was too narrow. Yeah, muddy. Maybe. Muddy. <laughs> so. <laughs> Not the regular population of Britain. I'm saying like the royal bloodline. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's royal bloodline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, yo. I mean, you look at, I've seen some oh of I've, I've gone through because I'm really into the royal family. It's like, it gets. Like Alabama E. Like I'm just like, uh oh no 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 no. And they know that's the reason why Do you they think like that's where Alabama got is retaining it from, this kind of like British sensibility. You know, I think I I I think there's so much of that stuff is can go back to like just like the very fundamental human thing, which is proximity. Oh. You know? It's like you fuck the no if you could fuck the nearest hole. Wouldn't you? Isn't that reason for um, a city life? Yes. Isn't that just a reason enough to be like, oh, I won't stay here and go to the city because I don't want to fuck my kin? I mean, I would <laughs> I would think. <laughs> Is that the first level of uh, globalization and becoming cosmopolitan? Is that I don't want to fuck my sister? Yeah, I would say that that's like a that's a basic instinct to thrive. You Avoid, know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to evolve. Evolve. <laughs> Please, folks, do not ignore your basic instinct to evolve. I mean, move you, out of your town. But she was. I mean, it was just wonderful to see, and I think that that one of like that oh, moment God. truly is like. I know my worth. You and I are of the same. I have no reverence. Mm-hmm. I have no reverence. Like I have respect, but I have no of this like yes. fake deference to. Oh yes. What yes. this institution is. The thirst for your validation doesn't exist with her. She's like, okay, thank you. No, no. Yeah. Oh, I, that's the Ajuma energy. Yes. That I would like to set for the rest of 2021, and 
into the first half of 2022. Yeah, I mean, it seems like you already are. I'm I'm taking baby steps towards yeah. and chronicalizing them within the Ajuma show here. You know, like it's we once again we you guys have evolved with us through multiple global traumas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh my god yeah and we've been laughing and cackling with y'all ever since and i'm i'm really thankful for this space not to get too sentimental on our own podcast but i'm really uh, i really really dig doing this <laughs> yeah i mean it's uh i i think we've both talked about it off mic maybe that's an indication of like how fucked up we are that we've only talked about how much we appreciate the pod off mic. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. I mean, I wish we're just going to come did. out here and say it. it's like a salvation, especially inside a pandemic, mm-hmm. especially during the Trump presidency. There are just times where truly we the- went through the entire Trump presidency. Yeah. Can you believe that? Yeah. Honestly, I mean- with Ajima show, a cinch. <laughs> Piece of cake. <laughs> Go back to episode whatever where Peter's like literally yeah. the veins are popping out of his forehead. <laughs> <clears throat> That's so funny. I can't wait to tour. I can't wait oh, for God. us to get out there and yeah. do shows. Um, you know, whether it's inside, outside. I hope outside because inside still feels a little chip chip to me. Yes. But I know people are doing it. Yes. But I mean, Michigan, what is going on there? You know, like, so... I don't know what's happening, Michigan. Let us know. What's going on? Yeah. Y'all got vaccines? Yeah. Slide into our Y'all DMs. Y'all got a CVS? Yeah. <laughs> Slide into the DMs. Let us know. I mean, like, yeah. there, there is a lot of rural parts of Michigan that yeah. I can understand why, like, especially... It's I mean, spreading right now. Yeah. The militia also... It starts started there. The Michigan militia people like being vaccine hesitant is like makes total sense. There's a lot of that. So if their community, let's say, uh, I'm going to ask you this clearly, knowing that you don't know the answer. Okay, good. <laughs> if I am a Michigan militiaman, uh. and <clears throat> me and all my friends um, have had coronavirus. Okay. Right. We're like, oh, whatever. We beat it. It was yeah. fine. And then the coronavirus cycles mm-hmm. in that area and mutates. Yeah. Then don't they all just get a new coronavirus? Yes. So what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> they just don't care. They're like, it's the flu. <clears throat> I'll just live with the flu every year. I don't know because I honestly I'll get coronavirus every year. I can't imagine that like all those militiamen. I mean, like candidly, like I can't imagine all those militiamen that like at least two of them don't have diabetes. And (laughs) let's be real here. You know, I mean, they're out in the wilderness eating deer. That's pretty lean meat. Let's get real here. Uh, I'm gonna say at least two of them had diabetes, and um, I can't imagine that they escaped COVID unscathed. And if they did, it was after a protracted battle with it. They know mm-hmm. that it, and I can't imagine that none of them know someone that hasn't been seriously affected. So, you know, in terms of like being reinfected, that rate does seem to be pretty low, though. Mm-hmm. And um, 
but the variants are yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's what's yeah. really fucking it up like vancouver is really bad yeah um i mean i don't I, it's a kind of like a wild situation in the world it feels which, crazy yeah. yeah i mean la is good but cook county is still like Pretty it's hot. so crazy that LA is good because we were so hot. Mm -hmm. I think it's like these spots that are just going up and down, up and down. I bet we'll be bad later too mm -hmm. with a new fucking West Coast variant. I'm sure of it. You know, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is because people don't want the vaccines. We're never going to get to herd immunity. Uh, can we can we lock down state guide, you know, like borders so we don't get inter-infected, you know? Like, I don't know, what what the fuck do we do? Like, it's just, there's too many people and too many, too much disinformation mm -hmm. happening. We had to deal, we, we are currently dealing with a family member, my boyfriend and I, mm -hmm. who is, uh, who wrote to the uh, uh, family saying, I'm not getting the vaccine. I don't, yeah, she, she's not vaccinating her kids. It's a whole like situation. But she, and, she's just anti-vaccine period. Yeah, pretty much. So her children and are not going to a public school. They're homeschooled. Okay. <clears throat> and this has been something that I've known about for six years almost now. And just no one talks about it. No one addresses it. They don't talk. That's wild. And I'm not, I'm always the one who's like, oh, am I going to get drunk tonight and fucking yell at this bitch? You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I'm just like always that person because I'm on yes. the outside going, hello, are we going to talk about this? Yeah. I always say some um, rude shit to anti-vaxxers. Right. Yeah. I just like avoid, you know, because I don't want to fucking say some shit that it's going to hurt her feelings. Sure. But... Because I don't want to hurt her feelings, for sure. sure. I, mean, I mean, why do you need like, to hurt her she's feelings? She's just ruining her kids' lives. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she doesn't have feelings. <laughs> no, it's like because she's confused, right? And she is desperately looking for uh, something to attach to. Sure. And that's all conspiracy people, like flat earth people whatever you know what i mean like jenny, jenny mccarthy needs to go to jail <clears throat> That's not she needs to go to yeah, prison yeah. and she's on the mass singer you know what mm -hmm. i mean like what the fuck is happening whatever so it's it, it people in general are always looking for something to give them an answer we're all looking for it, it as you said it's chaotic yeah we're looking for answers and um a lot of people in America, um, myself included, won't look inside. We'll look anywhere else. Right, because the call is never coming from inside the house. I mean, like, I, I, I just, at least with the vaccine, I feel like this is one of those moments where it's just, I mean, it's just like somewhat like, you just gotta it's just gotta be these like one of these federal things where you just you have a have to you just have to you have to you just have to do it if you want to come There's back no... to work if you want to come back to work <clears throat> if you want to go back to school and i know they said like vaccine passports are like oh we shouldn't do that because it's like class system again and blah blah and privileged people i'm like no. no 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 this is not the time yeah this is about public health yeah all right if this was ebola 
and people's eyes are being boiled out in the streets, yes. <laughs> then you would get this vaccine, bitch. All right. <laughs> Stop it. It's you're being stupid. Yeah. And you're looking at anecdotal evidence and convincing yourself that it's fact. Stop it. You're not a scientist. You don't even believe in science. So chill, let us make the decisions for humanity yeah. because we're actually trying. Not enough people have proven to me that they have reading comprehension. So <laughs> you don't get to take the test. You don't, you don't even get yes. to take the test. You were just, you will, I'm injecting you. There's not even a test. Yes. You're not even in school because you're not allowed in school because you don't have the vaccine. You got to get it. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> if you don't have a driver's license, you can't drive a car. Exactly. If you, if you don't have a vaccine, you can't come here. Exactly. And the thing is that it's public health. It's safety. And the thing is, this is going to change our I was like just doing some reading because I was like, you know, uh, why not feel bad? Um, but like I, <laughs> I was like, there is a part of this that is like, just you know, I think. I, I don't I haven't really talked about it with like my friends at all. I've talked about it with my husband a little bit, but it's like there is a part about our fundamental reality that is going to be permanently altered. Like these vaccines already have been yes. already have been. But We're living this, in different dimensions. But there's there's an idea, I think, in the larger society that somehow we will go back. That's oftentimes the word. No way. We will go back to normalcy we'll go back there is, no, no there is no normal it's done no we've moved on There's we're in a post-truth world yes. it's gonna be post-covid yeah. world where like we will have these booster shots every year just like flu shots mm -hmm. there's gonna this is all gonna be a part and embedded i'm i am almost certain that there will be covid seasons that will permeate mm -hmm. various parts of the country with various variants you know that will impact air geographic areas countries cities and this yeah. is just going to be a part of our reality. There will be a, you know, so when we talk about just this initial wave push towards that reality. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm for this big brother. Please beat me up. Like, I don't <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I just don't I am. I'm a don't <clears throat> tread on me like at heart. You know, I'm like a libertarian. Yeah. Like, sure. Yeah. You know, let me make my own decisions. But that's because I have um, a reading comprehension above eighth grade. Um, <laughs> I, I'm certain of it. I've tested that. Yeah. I, pr I proved that in fifth grade. So yeah. Yeah. Can, I'm, I'm good. So yeah, you're overachieving. I'm overachieving. But I'm, I'm just saying, yeah. like, I, I there is a fundamentally a part of me that is like that. Um, but in this instance, I think we can all agree, right? Like, I hope so. I mean, I would hope so. You know, I when I went to get my second dose, which by the way laid me out, I had it worse uh, yeah. than anyone else I've known. Uh, crazy, crazy. That means your immune system's good, I think. Yeah, because I'm like really young on the inside. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, on the inside, <laughs> outside teeth falling out. <laughs> but when I went to get my second vaccine, there was an older gentleman there who had to fill out the form and then mm. i could see like after a second like he kind of like went back to the guy and was like you know you know i don't read that well and the guy there and it was just like this pure moment where this old dude who doesn't read well really couldn't read just had they went back and forth and this guy was paying attention to the, this motherfucker who can't read has a better at reading comprehension is what i'm trying to say do you know what i mean like he understood the role that he had in making sure yeah. his community was safe <clears throat> like that's it yeah be kind know your role rewind like i mean I, 
Yeah. Yeah. Like he was, yeah. he was an older gentleman, like very old. And so it was kind of crazy that he was getting his vaccine so late and, right. you know, like had his mask, was doing all the things. And it was just really heartwarming yeah. to see. There are just certain things you have to give up control and let the government do for you, mm -hmm. like traffic lights. Yes. We can't individually figure out traffic, mm -hmm. guys. You're right. Just because you want to. Yeah. I see like, you, Jeep not... Cherokee, trying. Yeah. <laughs> there are some things we just have to relinquish control. We have been told this lie that you, your opinion and thoughts matter over facts. And that's just not true. There is a certain time you just have to face facts. And how do we face facts? We control it in an environment that is tested against and peer reviewed on a board of people like uh. science is what government ought to be. Oh, my God, would be here. I go here. I go into my <laughs> I would love I would love right. A scientific government. Yes, I would. Th I would love that. Please sign me up. You kind of sound Vulcan-y. Like, now that you don't have a pit in your stomach, you react. Erase all emotional responses. Yeah, you're like, Facts oh. and figures only. You just answered emails without fear and trepidation. <laughs> yes. Um, Peter, are you... Live long and prosper. Yeah, are you even human? Like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's crazy out here. And I, all again, all I have to say about the like anti-vaxxing thing is that I want to empathize with the feeling at the root of what you need, which is answers. And you're, you, you this is any type of conspiracy theory or any type of, you know, self-directed truth you know uh against science it is you're in a place of fear and anxiety and as someone that deals with that i want to empathize with that so i think from there on we can have a conversation you can be like all right we're all feeling scared right and then from here let's move forward to the next step of like what are you afraid of why how can we start looking at things to assuage those fears and not automatically jump to like predisposed and biased confirmation, which is like a, a, a generation that grew up on internet. That makes sense. Cause we're left to the internet for answers all the time. Anyway, it's going to be a long conversation and I'm, I'm here for it now. Now that I'm pitless, I can have space <laughs> for that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we'll be right back with Kick Ass Koreans. All right, guys, we are back with Kick Ass Koreans. Yeah! My God, I was looking for my Kick Ass Koreans Insta slash Twitter handles, but I couldn't find her. So if someone out there knows please tag her her name is sarah park she is the president Ooh. of the metro atlanta chapter of the korean american coalition kac um she came into my orbit because i saw a article about her um on march 20th she delivered a speech um uh with a uh, at a rally denouncing hate crimes against asians that have been popping up everywhere i'm so proud of this more than three thousand people 
uh, gathered together in front of the Georgia State Capitol, Georgia, um, the kind of seat of this like new Korean Renaissance, black Renaissance. And um, there were over 4,000 people viewing uh, the service over the Internet. And this was a memorial service for the Korean American Center um, at the Korean American Center in Atlanta for the shooting victims in Atlanta a few weeks ago. Now, you know, she seems to be like kind of like becoming uh, a leader, uh, a public servant that is growing. And I love to see this. That's why I wanted to highlight her, because I want more of us out here um, standing up for all of us. And the more we see ourselves in leadership, the more we feel confident about our own self-worth, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I just wanted to uh, uh, read this quote. She says, Korean American parents used to tell their children to work hard so that they can squeeze through the, quote, narrow gate in American society. But now they need to teach their children to speak up when they suffer racial discrimination. And I think this is so cool. Um you know, we see it with Jane Park Kang. We we shout it out. There's a lot of kick-ass Koreans out here just sick of it and saying, hey, things need to change. And um, I love how public this is. And, and yeah, she's she's really inspiring me. So Sarah Park yeah. from Metro Atlanta, chapter of KC. Okay, this is kind of crazy because I was having the same issue with my kick-ass Korean. No Whoa. social media hand- handle. <sighs> That's so vogue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is actually very that. cool. Um, yeah. My guest Korean is from New Jersey. His name is uh-huh. Brian Jun, and he is uh, the founder of the Asian American Youth Council. He started yeah. about two years ago, and he was a freshman at Bergen County Technical Schools in 2017, and there was an incident uh, at like a neighboring school where a Spanish teacher allegedly announced during class that she hated Korean students. Wait, we talked about this. I remember this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so yeah, he few, started ago, this right? organization. Oh, cool. Yes. He's like a young kid. He's, you know, 2017. Like, you know, he's very young, um, which makes sense that he wouldn't have socials. Um, mm-hmm. But he, <laughs> but it seems like the article I was reading was about like, he's an immigrant. He arrived at six, raised by a single mom. Um, and he's 19 now. So he's just he has made it's like the youngs are mobilizing mm-hmm. and unafraid to call out and ex- and how about this and are unafraid to express their self-love they are have been utterly radicalized by during especially post-awakening even po- i would say trump presidency also yeah. radicalized a lot of this um mm-hmm. and it's like this awareness of their worth and of their ability the fact that they are worthy of the space they occupy and just mm-hmm. that's it that's it and it's so no it's just no no equivocation there so in january 2020 he launched this organization called asian american youth council and there are like over 50 students that advocate mm-hmm. for asian american issues so just cool. wanted to you know the organizing is starting young <clears throat> and, uh, and that's brian jun j-u-n j-o-n J-O-N. Yeah. And there, the picture cool. of him, he's got two earrings, one in each ear. Very cute. Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, these young, these kids really are really something oh, else. Oh, I love that. Yeah. 
Awesome. Well, um, go look those people up and see if you can find their socials. Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> Tag them on our socials for us. Uh, and thanks for listening. Write into us uh, if you want to connect. Join the Patreon if you want to support for extra episodes and some merch. And uh, yeah, take care of yourselves out there. Really take care of yourselves. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Audio on the French. Whoa.